Hello and welcome to the Killian Brady Performance Podcast where we discuss everything you need to take your performance to the next level. On this week's episode I'm delighted to be joined by Brian King where we discuss goal setting, the benefits of working with a coach, the importance of accountability, how to deal with negative self-talk and the importance of the people you surround yourself with. I hope you enjoy this episode. So my next guest today is someone that I have been mad to get on this podcast from I started, partly because he was the man that pushed me to get it going and get a lot of stuff started. He is a best-selling author. He has the Fitness Mindset and Rewire Your Mindset books. He has also ran 250 kilometers through the Sahara Desert and 230 kilometers through the Arctic Circle. Not bad for a man that doesn't even like running. He's also a fitness trainer, an online business coach, a mindset speaker, and especially to me, a mentor. Brian, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Killian, mate, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks so much for having me on. No problem. It's 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 funny. I was setting, and you know that I was hemming and hawing about setting up kind of a podcast, and I was making the excuses, and I came down to your house one day, and I was just like, whatever you do, set up this podcast soon, or it's not going to happen. And to be honest... It's been one of the best things that I've done in a long time. Well, fair play taking action on it because advice without action means nothing. So well done on that. And that is something that I want to discuss later in the podcast. What I want, Brian, for our listeners today is something that I've got massive benefit from is the mindset behind implementing stuff and not just looking at other people kind of going, oh, I'd love to do that or making excuses. Because as I said earlier on, that you do in the Sahara Desert and uh arctic circle and just that mentality and the mindset of setting these goals and putting plans in place and achieving it which sounds mad but like i just want to get your thoughts on all of that kind of stuff today yeah the thing is with goals it's so relative because i never want anybody to listen to me speaking about running you know through the sahara running through the arctic and you know either think that that's something that they can't take or apply because the goal setting process for that isn't dissimilar to what I would do with a GA player. It isn't dissimilar to what I would do with somebody that wants to get to lose weight or build muscle, etc. Having the end goal in mind is key, regardless of what that end goal is. And once you're clear on whatever it is, one of the philosophies that I try and uh, that I talk about a lot on my podcast and in my books is that you can't hit a target you can't see. So if you're aiming for this goal, random training, random nutrition equals random results, you're not going to be able to hit it unless you have a specific plan and target for whatever goal it is that you're trying to do. But before you do any of that, you have to get clear on what the end goal is. One of the things I'll tell, and you know this from the GA athletes and the people you're working with, like you have to get clear on what is it you're trying to do? Are you trying to get fitter? Are you trying to get stronger? Are you trying to get faster? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying to lose body fat? Are you trying to get mentally stronger? Are you trying to improve your skill set? Getting clear on whatever it is that you need to do, doing that first and foremost, and I'm a big fan then of just writing it down, like put it somewhere visually that you can see it and then you can start working towards it. You'll start seeing different coaches that can help you, different Instagram profiles that may potentially be giving you workout ideas, different podcasts that you can listen to that's going to improve your knowledge and give you more information on the topic that's going to help you hit your end goal and everything starts to kind of open up in front of you so the general take home and we can go whatever direction you want Killian but have the goal whatever it is be specific with it set the goal write it down put it somewhere you can see it and then you'll start to see all these other things popping up that were there you know one of the um, stories just to go on a side tangent from rewire your mindset my second book 
was when I was 16. I'll never forget. I'm not. I'm a good bit older than you, Killian. But if you remember, they're starting to come back now. Predator football boots. They're starting to come back. Yeah, the ones with the tongues, are. the red tongue. Like oh, uh, yeah, they were they were around in my day. They were when you seen someone. I played as corner, but when you seen some corner forward, one of those, ah, this lad must be good enough. Yeah, that was it. I'm like, it gave you, <laughs> it gave you an extra yard of pace, and you always, you were always worth an extra two points in the game if you had predator football boots. <laughs> but I am. Um, I remember when I was 16. I, you know, we didn't have an awful lot of money growing up. Thankfully, we never wanted for anything. But me and my sister always had to work. So after school, we had after school jobs and work weekends. And I remember when I was 16, I was saving up for these predators. And they were about 150 euro at the time, which was about four or five weekends worth of work. And I saved up for them. And I was like, when I got them, they were just the normal ones, the black ones with the red tongue. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm so happy right now. I'm like, I'm going to be, this is like, I'm going to be the next level completely. But I re- I'll never forget when I walked onto the pitch i've been working towards getting these boots and when i walked onto the pitch in my first game killian i was like i saw seven other players with those boots i'm like mm. when the fuck did everybody get at predator football boots but yeah. it, that comes back to what i'm talking about in terms of the goal setting i reali- did never realized that when you're focused on a target and focused on a goal i.e me looking to bribe predator football boots until I got them, I never noticed that a lot of other people had them as well. That's what happens with goals. The analogy I use at my Rewire Your Mindset seminars and in the book is that if you walk into a room and somebody else has the same t-shirt as you on, there might be 99 other people in a room of 100 people and you notice the person that has the same t-shirt as you. That's what's called your reticular activation system. It's the brain's internal GPS that tells you what to focus on. It's a basic survival mechanism that allowed you to find food and water in primitive times. But you can hack that now by setting a goal and working towards it. And you don't notice these things until you set the target. I never noticed that a load of other players probably had Predator football boots until I was like, I need those boots. And I was saving and I was working and then I got them and then I noticed. But it's the same everywhere. Like if you want to improve your performance, like I know you do this visualization with them, uh, the mindset side of things with GA players, like being clear on, right, what, where are you weak in your game? What can you improve on? And when you do that, and you see that you're going to find the coaches that can help you. You're going to gravitate towards your podcast and gravitate towards your Instagram or go towards my content or somebody else that's potentially going to help you. That's the importance of getting clear on the goal on the front end because you'll start seeing all these things that you didn't notice before. The Instagram pages, the podcast that could potentially help you, you know, the people that are out there that can help you get to that end goal faster. So take home message on goals, just to finish even on that. And as I said, we can go whatever direction you want is realize that getting clear on whatever it is you're trying to achieve. First thing I do with my GA players and my lean body program is what's your goal? It's like, do you want to get fitter? Do you want to get stronger? Do you want to build muscle? Do you want to lose body fat? What are your goals? What's your primary goal? What's your secondary goal? And then we can start designing things towards that. Or in my case, put them on the program and the plan that's specific towards that. But you have to know what you want on the front end. And that's, uh, that is exactly the way I was kind of going. But like, I think from just what you were saying about people get so caught up in kind of shiny object syndrome. And as you said, if you don't have clarity on what you want, you're trying to do all these things. And I think that's why people get so disheartened with themselves. And sometimes they can feel like a bit of a failure is they're trying to do all these things and not seeing the benefit nearly of anything, but they could be working hard towards everything. And I think that lack of clarity can stop people at basically the first hurdle, which I think a lot of people can get over, you know, overwhelmed by, I'm working hard, I'm doing all this, and I'm getting nowhere because they're trying to do everything at the one time. 
But that's the benefit of working with the likes of you, Killian, or working with the likes of me or similar coaches. Because, you know, one of my mentors used to always tell me the acronym for for focus is follow on one course until success. And that's all you your coaches are doing. They're getting you to focus in on, you know, bringing, improving your strengths and bringing your weaknesses to competence or whatever it is that you need to do to improve as an athlete or improve in whatever area of your life you're trying to improve in. And the coaches guide you they give you direction so if you have shiny object syndrome and i'm as big a victim as anybody you know particularly in my early life when i started my business first that i would you know shiny object i would literally be going after every little thing and then i'd wonder why nothing was done but that's not the way like what the best way to getting great shape to get faster to get stronger to get your mindset right to build more confidence on the pitch whatever it focuses is Make sure you dial in on that first. Work with the right people. Come through their program or courses or even their free content. You put out great free content on this, the podcast, Instagram stories, etc. Consume that. Follow that. Bring that weakness up to competence and then move on to the next thing because it's a lot easier to follow on one course until success and then move on to the next than trying to cast your net too wide where you know, you're going... Um, you know, the analogy, the business analogy is you're going a mile wide instead of going a mile deep. Whereas if you just go deep on what it is you need to improve on, get that to competence, get that to where you're happy and then move on to the next thing because over time, over the space of 3, 6, 12, 18 months, that's going to add up and you're not just going to be jumping between every shiny object not getting anywhere. Big point in that is a lot of time we focus on all these different areas because we want the quick fix. You know, we just want to be an all-rounder straight away so we have to improve this, this, this and this so they all need to be done at the one time and I think coming back to goal setting, People don't give themselves enough time to develop a whole approach rather than just jumping in one thing and hoping a quick fix to get it sorted. Well, the thing is with that, and I've seen this with my GA players, I've seen this with my fitness people, I've seen this in the mindset side of my business when I'm talking to people at conferences or seminars, sometimes it's an expectation issue that there's a, a problem with the expectation on the front end because... And it's funny because we were talking about the podcast just before we went on air about, you know, I outsource all my podcasts. I I don't touch any of my podcasts. I record them and then I send them on because at some stage you're going to have, you know, in in the case of business, and then I'll pull it back to GE and fitness, is you have more time than money. And then other times you have more money than time. Fortunately, Mm -hmm. I'm in that position where I've got more money than time that I'll pay for other people to do things and take work off my place. But fitness and your goal setting, your mindset and GA is exactly the same. That if you have a load of time and not a load of money, consume all the free content and start to build the plans that you need yourself. But if you're on the flip side, if you're working, you don't have all this free time then just pay a coach because they're going to cut your learning curve. They're going to shorten your learning curve. Like how many people have you worked with, Killian, that you literally have given them in two or three months what would have taken them 18 by themselves because that's what good coaches do. They shorten the learning curve. But again, it depends on everyone has different personal finances, energy-wise, time-wise. But if you're in a position where you have more money than time, just hire the coach. It makes life so much easier to cut your learning curve. Or on the flip side where you don't have the money but you have more time, start consuming all the free content out there and start building a plan yourself because both strategies work it's just depending on the individual circumstance is going to determine what's going to be best for each individual yeah Don I find that myself and I'm the type of person that needs accountability you know and so I was speaking to someone the other day and they were saying oh that's that's brave to admit and I'm like not really it's just my personality type you know and some people just need to hire someone for that accountability, to know what they need to do, to know what they should be doing, 
but they just need a bit of accountability and some structure and some putting plans in place and help with that. So I think some people, when they come to hiring coaches, think, oh, sure, I know how to do it. And I kind of done that at the start when I was setting out my coaching business. I kind of done, oh, sure, I know what to do. Yes, but there's a difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. So I think hiring someone like yourself or anybody in the, the area that they want to focus on, the benefit to that can be massive. And it can lead you down roads that you never even thought of and different perspectives and different ways of thinking and different people's advice. Like sometimes all you need is that little golden nugget that could bring you on to something else. So I think going in and getting the advice and getting the help from people is massively important. Yeah, I would argue that that um, self-awareness that you need the accountability is an amazing superpower to have. Like knowing that, you know, and I remember you said that to me the first day we were were chatting and working together when we were going through things, you were like, I need the accountability. And and I get 100% because a lot of my programs, business-wise, fitness-wise, GA-wise, is that accountability. Like it's a lot harder for somebody to, you know, skip off on a mindset practice that you've given them or a nutritional plan or a training program in my case or whatever it is if they know they have to talk to me next week because yeah. like, I remember when you when I was telling you about the podcast, you're like, fuck, i got to call Brian in a month. Like I'm going to be chatting to him in a yeah. couple of weeks. I'll be talking to him on DM. I'm like, what do I tell him about the podcast? Like, so that helps. You know, it's like, it, it, it's, it's a small bit of fear of God, but it's the, it's the accountability, but that's super helpful. Um, and I think all of us, in some area of our lives need the accountability not in every area like I mm-hmm. I always use the example I've never needed the strong accountability in fitness now I when I set up and run say through the Sahara or the Arctic my accountability comes from the fact that I post it online and I tell my audience of you know a couple of hundred thousand people across everything with the platforms and social media and that keeps me accountable I don't need a coach I don't need somebody checking in with me but when I started when I became a dad first and when mm-hmm. I was working through a couple of relationship stuff, I had re- um, coaches that helped me with my relationships, my family relationships, personal relationships, romantic relationships, because I needed the accountability there. I'm like, because that just happened on autopilot. I didn't bring enough awareness and it wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't important to me. I knew what I had to do, similar to what you said, Killian, but I just didn't do it. But the accountability from a coach allowed me to, right, I was, Dan was the name of my coach. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to check in with Dan now and tell him that, you know, I skipped out on another lunch with a family member or I skipped out on a dinner with friends. And knowing that I had to go and tell him that made me adhere to the fact that, you know, the business thing will hold. It, you, you don't need to do that right now. You've made a lunch with somebody. Don't cancel it just because you want to do this thing in your business. And that's what I was doing. But that accountability and then getting into that habit set me up for success long term because it's you think it's going to take a lot of time and investment and money on the front end. And I suppose it does to a degree, but it reaps dividends massively on the back end. Yeah, and I think that thing of in knowing yourself and knowing where you need help, where you don't need help, where you're strong, where you could work on certain areas. And I think that thing which you said about habit, like you don't need necessarily, you can check in with a coach. Well, especially from my point of view, I don't want people coming back to me every week for an endless amount of weeks or every month for an endless amount of months. What I'd like to do and what I hope people, when you hire someone, if you can learn all this stuff, as you say, on the front end, that on the back end, you just it just becomes a way of life. It becomes what you're doing, becomes who you are. And it's that will pay off tenfold, you know, if you're paying. I remember you saying you're going to the Tony Robinson, there was ten thousand. And if you get something out of that that pays off on the on the back end, well that's where the, the real golden stuff comes from. 
Well, yeah, and the one of the things that you've heard me speak about a lot, either in person when we're chatting together or on podcasts, is like never buy something based on the price. Buy it based on the value you get because that's the Tony Robbins. When I went to the Tony Robbins business seminar in... 2017 like that was just under 10 grand like that's the most I'd ever spent to go to a conference or a seminar at the time and I took every note that was there I stayed I was first one in last one out I was like I'm getting my fucking money back whatever I do and because of that I that money's came back to me 10 times since because I was able to apply what the information that was given and coaches will do that seminars will do that coaching programs or courses will do that they're as you said, you build a habit. It's not about one of the a bad thing, and you know this is, this is my philosophy, and thankfully it's yours as well by default, that you never want to be working with someone for the rest of their life. That means you're not doing your job as a coach. You know, the yeah. goal should be to, you know, teach a man to fish, that you're teaching them what they need to do on the front end. I know you do this with people, the GA players and the people you're working with, is teach them what they need. Yes, it's taking your time, energy, and money on the front end, but it's setting you up for the next 10 years. It's setting you up for the next five years or however long you're playing. And your nutritional programs, training programs, mindset programs, seminars, courses, they all do that because when you flip your mindset from buying the price or buying the value on something versus buying the price, it makes it so much easier because think about what you're getting back. You're getting all this improvement in performance from getting your mindset right and you're going to be able to, able to apply it long-term and that's you're not jumping between Billy and Jack and podcast to podcast trying to figure out what's right or wrong because you're working with say the likes of Killian or the likes of me or the likes of somebody else that's really reputable in their fields and they're helping you guide from A to Z as opposed to you know getting distracted from shiny objects like we spoke about earlier and that's investment investing in yourself and investing in the value of something versus the price and um, that's been the biggest mindset shift for me massively because of 2017 it was the most i'd ever spent at the time on something up front and i'm like i'm never going to base anything off the price again i'm going to base it off the value i'm like that makes way more sense i'm like price doesn't matter if that money is going to come back to you in some shape or form then it's going to be free money effectively um versus you know spending x amount or y amount on something else that's not bringing you any value that like you know i used to spend 100 euro on a night out 200 euro on a night out when i'd go drinking that's spending a lot of money for not a lot of value (laughs) like you know and doing that every weekend just just fucking never added up that well um but that was never that you weren't buying value on that and but i like killian i was the same twat that was like oh i don't have the money for this or don't have the money for a holiday or a program or a course and i'd go drop 200 quid out every weekend um so i like cognitive dissonance is a big thing i was like oh i don't have the money it's like i did i was just spending on other things and i was being stupid um but yeah so just uh just to tie it back to what you said there it's 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 a nice mindset shift that can be very supportive going forward yeah but even with the likes of your book your mindset the fitness mindset or the rewire your mindset or any other mindset like when i read something got through mindset you can apply it and people i think sometimes forget this a mindset is a mindset not just people come to me sometimes oh, i want to improve my mindset so i can play better but ultimately you're looking to improve your mindset for you because it's the way you look at things and if you look at certain things in a game situation you can flip that and then turn it into a business situation or a lifestyle situation. So I think the importance of building a mindset, building habits, the goals, the visualization, the clarity, yes, it's massively beneficial in sport, but it's also massively beneficial in life and business and everything got to do with yourself. And I think people underestimate that 
the power of knowing yourself and having that mindset. Well, success leaves clues, like the thing that makes you successful. Like one of the quotes that I love, it's from the Book of Five Rings about like, um, I can never pronounce his name, he's a Japanese samurai. But the quote in the book is that, that once you see greatness in one, you see it in all. Meaning that once you're able to do or have a strong mindset in one area of your life, it transitions and crosses over into other areas. So that's why you see a lot of sports people are a brilliant example of this. The top sports people who t- seem to transition seamlessly into business because of the things that makes them successful in one thing makes them successful in the other. Like, And it's not dissimilar. Like if you're a GA player or you're a sports person, the things that make you a great athlete, showing up and doing the training sessions, doing them on days, whether you have to do them or whether you feel like it or not, Checking in with your goals, setting quarterly goals, setting weekly goals, setting monthly goals, checking back in with, uh, I've had a bad game or I performed poorly today. How can I improve? Using the failure as feedback. All these things that make you an amazing player make you an amazing business person. There are also the things that can make you a great person in life. It's not dissimilar. It's just all you're doing is, it's, it's domain dependence. One of the things that... You know, one of my favorite authors is Nicholas Nassab Taleb, and he talks about um, domain dependence. Like, uh, you've seen it, where somebody, <laughs> I fucking saw this before the gym's closed, Colleen, where I literally, I swear to God, it's the first time ever I saw this in my life, where somebody took the elevator in my gym to the first floor of the gym and then walked on the Stairmaster. I'm like, I posted on my Instagram, I'm like, I can't believe that actually happened. I, I witnessed it, and I'm like, I was like, they just took the elevator to go on the Stairmaster. They skipped the stairs. To use yeah. the elevator to stand in the st- to go on the stairmaster, I'm like that's domain dependence. Not realizing that one thing works in another area, and you to not get caught with that and realize that just because you're investing in yourself as the GA player to improve your performance on the pitch, that's going to cross over into the areas of your life. And the same as if you do it in reverse, where you're trying to build up confidence in your everyday life. Like there's not a big difference between having the confidence to go and chat up a guy or a girl that you fancy versus taking the free kick that's going to decide whether you win or lose the game like a winner draw the game like it's not dissimilar because confidence crosses over and to be confident in one situation means that you're normally confident in another and then to take failure and feedback in one situation you know i.e i took a shot from out here before it didn't work well i need to practice shooting from out this angle or this area or i was too slow to that ball i need to improve my speed isn't completely dissimilar to the guy or the girl not talking back to you at the bar it's failure is feedback it's like right how do how will i improve that going forward you know maybe yeah. i'll have a better chat up line like it's not completely dissimilar and when you're able to see all these interwoven connections when you start investing in your mindset however you do that whether that's books or podcasts or courses or coaches etc it's going to have this massive like it's just like a nuclear bomb goes off everywhere where you see everything in your life improve in one area because you know it's the, yeah. the old adage the death of a weaker you for a stronger you like because you're questioning everything and improving going forward um so yeah so it's worth adding that there just because i thought that was a, a nice little comparison to draw just to give a, a piggyback on what you said sums it up really well off just the whole element of it's all really and as you said when you start noticing these things you, it, it is a bit like a light switch where you just start noticing everything that, or looking at it in different ways that you just wouldn't have before. It's kind of one of those things where it needs to happen. You need to have that moment where you're like, ah, oh, all this stuff makes sense because you can't force mindset or mindfulness or any of that stuff down someone's throat because it just doesn't work like that. But when it does click for you, it all can kind of make sense and you can start putting the dots together a bit easier within sport life business and the whole lot kind of coming together couldn't agree more so brian just when i do have you here there's something that 
I have wrote down on my page on, on my sheet here and it's about three things wrote down and one of them is going from having a goal that's so big like you're running through the Sahara that sounds just absolutely mad now this could be someone's 5k so as you were saying earlier it's all comparative and it's dependent on you the self-talk I know I work with a lot of people and it's first thing usually people say to me is oh this is a stupid idea but and they're trying to just play it down even though they'd love to do it they'd love to achieve it but they're worried about what people think or doubting themselves. How do you overcome that? So it depends on where the self-talk is coming from. So there's kind of, when I think of self-talk, and I kind of talk about this in the Rewire Your Mindset book as well, that I think of self-talk on two different ways. I talk about this a lot on my podcast too, so it's a great question, Kenny. is it falls into two brackets. Like I think of self-talk like the stuff that I'm saying to myself. So... That's what generally people think of when they think of self-talk. They're like, right, your internal monologue on I'm not good enough, I'm not fast enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not able to do this, etc., etc. But then there's the other self-talk where it's been put there by somebody else. And so your dad, your mom, family members, friends, society, whatever it is, people telling you you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not going to make that team, you're not able to do this, that, or the other. So even though we think self-talk falls in one bracket, it actually falls into two. And I think identifying on the front end which one it's coming from is really important. Because if it's coming from the outside, you know, m one of my favorite lines that my mom used to always tell me was that if you lie down with dogs, or if you lie down with dogs, you'll get fleas. And that's if you're around negative people that are constantly telling you you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not going to be able to make this team, that team, you know, take those frees, do whatever it is, whatever the language is on it it's very difficult to come out of that because you're going to be influenced by the words that are coming in your direction. So that's a different scenario to somebody that just has to build their own internal mindset and self-discipline and resilience from putting themselves through uncomfortable situations. But I'll address that one first. When it comes to your inner circle or whoever it is, like, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're around those people who are constantly knocking you, it's going to be very difficult to build a positive mindset. It just is. Like, you know, I would put myself on a bracket of having a very strong mindset. It's been built, you know, definitely not born with it. It's something I built over the years as someone that would have a naturally weak mindset. And I built it through things I'll talk about now with the self-talk and internal dialogue when I do these events. But the first thing you would have to do is cut out the negative people. So I identified, I remember about six years ago, I had a couple of friends that were good friends at the time, but they were super fucking negative. Like every time... I would bring up a goal and I, I'm a big believer in like, you know, BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals, like set big goals, like, yeah. you know, and just go after the big goal and whatever that is. And every time I would bring it up in front of these friends, they would always knock either the goal or they would knock my ability to hit the goal. It was never directed straight at me. It was always, oh, other people, you know, that's something other people do. You can't do that or you shouldn't do that or insert language here. It was never directly at me. It was never, you're a fucking idiot. Don't even think of doing that because that's really easy to spot. Like you can spot that as if someone punched you in the face with it. So, but that wasn't what it was like. But I did have these friends that every time they would, I would bring up a goal. So one of my goals back when my priorities were different, when I stopped playing GA and I moved into the coaching, I stopped playing GA when I was in 2014 because I was competing in bodybuilding and I was competing in fitness modeling. So I won my fitness modeling pro card, which just basically means you compete as a bodybuilder, but you compete for money. And I remember when I told some of my friends about that goal, I was like, my dream is just to, at the time, I was like, my dream, I was like, I'd love to be uh, in fitness, working in fitness um, and just, you know, traveling around the world, doing shows, getting sponsored by supplement companies. I'm like, that all sounds really cool. At the time, that's what I was a dream to me. And I would have those friends that are like, oh, yeah, that's good. But, you know, you know, 
you, that's for other people really you know you live in Galway you live out in the west you know that doesn't happen to people there so it was all these kind of underlying digs and when I was able to identify that this was happening consistently I just cut those friends out I just cut them out I was like I stopped hanging out with them I stopped talking with them and I surrounded with other people who were either neutral or positive you know, one of the things I talk about in my, po- my podcast is you know people tend to have three types of energies towards you they're either going to be positive where they lift you you know and they drive you and they motivate you they're going to be neutral where they don't really do anything they're just there and they're going to be emotional vampires they suck the energy from you they suck the life from you and neutral people are fine you know the life is mostly made up of neutral people they don't really give you any positive or any negative feedback they're just kind of there and they're cool family members friends then you have those small selection of positive people who like you know killing when you walk into a room with somebody you're just like oh fuck i feel motivated by being in the presence of this person and then you have like the emotional vampires who are on the opposite side they suck all the energy out of you and i just stopped surrounding myself with those people and then a lot of those thoughts because I wanted to hit these goals for myself, the the negative voices went away. Those voices went away. So that's the first and foremost thing to address. If you're in uh, or have friends or a network, that that's the main dialogue that's coming into your ear. It's going to be very difficult unless you separate yourself from those people. And I know some people have family members, their mom, their dad, their brother, their sister, husband, or wife who are that. So there's other strategies, you know, I've talked about in the book, I talk about on the podcast, you know, giving less emotional weight to their words. And that's a learned strategy as you go along. But then when it comes to the other side, which is the self-talk and the internal self-talk, that one is a little bit trickier in terms of how to handle it, but it's actually a lot faster to do. So, for example, when I, I'll use the Sahara in the Arctic, and as you made a great point, that's somebody else's 5K, that's somebody else's breaking into their senior team, that's somebody else's, you know, breaking into their college team, whatever it is. Everyone has a version of their Sahara, their Arctic. So my goal was to run through the Sahara, six back-to-back marathons, total of 250K, and the Arctic was 230 kilometers. And... The self-talk on those changed because what I found was you tend to not, until you go through something very difficult or a struggle, and this is why injuries can be so beneficial to some players because one of the, uh, one of my favorite books on mindset is um, Carol Dweck's book, and in there she talks about post-traumatic growth for sports injuries on athletes where the athletes that have had to come out the other side of an injury had to deal with the depression, had to deal with the anxiety around whether they'd come back or not, and they had to get the post-traumatic growth off the back, and their mindset was stronger off the back of having to handle and deal with an injury. So it's everything is, remember how you see it, like an injury to one person is career-destroying, soul-destroying, puts them out forever, and not even because the injury was physically that bad, because it mentally sets them back, where there's other people who it's the building of them, because they had to build a mental resilience to do that. So when I ran through the Sahara and the Arctic, I got that post-traumatic growth, because your internal self-talk you have two options you literally have do I keep going do I keep putting one foot in front of the other or do I quit like that's it do you tap out or do you keep moving because there's no other there's no other option that's the thing that's what I love and hate about these events you know because I don't like to run but it mentally challenges me and makes me mentally tougher but you have two choices that's it you either fucking tap out and you stop midway through the Sahara or midway through the Arctic or whatever it is midway through your rehab if you're injured or you keep going that's it. You've, you've one or two choices and you pick, you decide. And all your self-talk is 
which one do you pick? You know, the old analogy on, you know, everyone has two wolves on their shoulders. Like, which one grows and gets stronger? The one you fucking feed. Like, if you feed the quitting one, that the one that taps out and quits every time things get difficult, of course, that's going to be your internal self-talk. Of course, that's going to be the way that you think when things get difficult. You know, if you're on the opposite side, where every time something gets difficult and you pull up your fucking socks and you're the person that's like, right, I'm going to take the ball by the horns. We all know that player that in a game. We all know that player. Yeah. When shit hits the fan, you, you know who you're turning to. Like, shit hits the fan. You're fucking two points down. You know, there's a few minutes left. Who's the person you want to give the ball to? We all had one of those people in our team. If it's not you, it's someone on your team you can think of. And you want to be that person. You want to be the person that, right, fucking shit's going bad now. Give me the ball. I got the ball. And you want your mindset. When you can get to that point, and that doesn't happen overnight, that comes from working with coaches. That comes from putting yourself into uncomfortable situations. That comes from experience and getting more confidence by doing, becoming more confident at what you're doing. But that should be the end goal. Because when you're that person, you're the person that everyone relies on. And when you flip your self-talk, it, it, that empowers you. That motivates you. Because you're like, right, I'm the person when shit goes bad. I'm the rock. I'm the person when the life goes hard, I'm going to be the fucking tree in the storm. And when you're able to see your mindset like that, that's just a conditioning. And you, everybody, there's not a person on this planet that can't build that. But you do it by reinforcing that self-talk and not learning from the failure, making yourself better, building the confidence. Like confidence, confidence comes from building confidence and confidence comes from experience and experience comes from just taking the first step. So when you go from zero to one, you get more experience on whatever it is you're trying to improve on, then you become more competent in it and as you become more competent in it, you become more confident in it and as you become more confident in it, you become and you build this belief system around it and then that's what you end up becoming your internal dialogue so when you're playing the big games you're you might get nerves like everybody else but when shit hits the fan people can turn to you when shit hits the fan you want the ball and that's the key and you can learn that but realize that the self-talk is going to be crucial and if there's other people around you that are feeding you with that negativity, that's the first step. You have to fix that. You have to address that. But if it's just your internal dialogue that's poor and that you're not building the confidence because you always tap out or quit or you shy away in games when things get hard, you can condition yourself to be mentally stronger by improving, by getting more experience, by becoming more competent, by improving your skill set, getting faster, fitter, stronger, whatever it is you need to do, and then building that confidence. And then once you do that and you see the, the results of that, you know, my version was crossing the finish line after running 250k through the Sahara, crossing the finishing line after running through the Arctic Circle. That's my version. Somebody else's confidence is you took that shot and you scored. You know, some days you'll miss it, but other days you'll score. Like one of my favorite books for mindset is Michael Jordan's book. You know, his book on my life, it's a big read, but my God, it's an incredible read for mindset on how he thought and how his mindset was and how he was constantly, like I love his old quote, I've missed, you know, 9,980 free throws and that's why I'm the best. Like, it's a paraphrasing yeah. one of his quotes. And it's true. Because you, you use that. Be the person that's willing to take the shot. Give me that person every day of the week. Like, that's why I love you starting the podcast and getting your business out there and helping people. I'm like, give me the person that's taken the shot and missed versus the person that shied away in the corner every day of the week. The man in the arena. Like, give me that person every day of the week. And everybody can build that provided that they get their mindset right and they consistently do the right things that build it in the future. Yeah, I just I'm literally just sitting here, and you know sometimes I'd be thinking about 
you know, what next topic or what. And I'm just sitting here looking at the screen like, yeah, come on, give me more, give me more. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I can go I'm off, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think for anybody listening, and, and it was summed up so well, I just think, first of all, with the negative vampires, don't, if you have something in your head and you know that when you tell this person what you'd like to do or your goals or what you'd like to set out, don't go and tell that person because you know they're going to suck the energy out of you. You're going to lose it and then you're going to, oh yeah, maybe you're right, it's a stupid idea. You know, and I'm all about going to someone that's going to be realistic and all that, but just don't go to someone that you know that's going to basically shit on your parade and then expect, you know, to come away feeling positive about it. Yeah, you absolutely nailed it. I think, Brian, on that, I'm going to leave it because I have similar enough questions, but I think you just have to cover my whole topic within that few minutes and I think that alone for people listening to this is exactly what I want to get across on my podcast summed up so well I want people that are listening to this podcast and I know you said you were saying but you can't do it you're from Galway and that's why I really want people to listen to these podcasts and the people that I get on everybody I talk to you know whether it's a professional soccer player whether it's someone that's doing incredible in GEA they're all were just that person that didn't just become supernaturally talented that got them to where they are now it's that mindset of always wanting to achieve more always looking to push themselves always looking to learn from their mistakes and just that steely determination I think that's one thing that I found with everybody that I had on the podcast they all have similar mindsets where it's kind of this is what I want to do so I'm going to do it and they get knocks along the way and things don't go their way, but they just don't give up. It's that, as we said, coming full circle at the start. It's that clarity around, this is what I want to achieve. This is how I'm going to do it and putting the plans in place. And then just having the mindset to deal with everything that comes up. And like you said, it doesn't just happen, you know, overnight. It's something that's built up over years. But when you get to the stage where you're getting these knocks and they're making you stronger, that's a hell of a position to be in. And that's what it's all about. It's just about getting, conditioning yourself to handle those knocks and learn from them and get better. Like, that's what makes it stronger. Like, literally doing that over and over and rinsing and repeating. And as you said, success leaves clues. Like, watch and listen to these other podcasts. If you haven't re-listened to the other podcasts, go back and save them, use them when you need them, and see the clues of the mindset of other people who are already successful. And then all you do is just copy that. You might need tools, techniques, and strategies to do it, but effectively, all you have to do is copy them. Like to get results uh, with taking away the genetic components, some people are just naturally gifted in some areas. But to build your mindset side, that's just following the path that other people have already walked. Yeah, completely. Brian, for, for anybody listening that isn't on Brian's Instagram, isn't on Brian's podcast, I will leave all the links down below in the description. But if you're not, I'm sure most of you are, but if you're not, get onto his page, get onto the podcast because the benefit of the stuff that you throw out and the information you give out. And I can't leave it without saying your massive TikTok page now. <laughs> I'm all about TikTok at the minute, <laughs> in fairness. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate you and giving up your time and everything and all the information that you've given out and the massive value that you're after giving out in the last 40 minutes. It's been massive. My pleasure. Killian, thanks so much again for having me on. Keep up the amazing work with the podcast and the messaging on Instagram and putting it out there for everybody. Um, absolutely love seeing it on my end. So, mate, thanks so much again um, and keep up the amazing work. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you want to find out more information about my Mindset for Performance programs, where I help you take your performance to the next level by working with you to put a plan in place. We look at goal setting, identifying key milestones and targets, obstacles that may occur, accountability, and overall help you build your confidence. Head over to my Instagram page at Killian Brady or KB underscore performance underscore coaching for more information. Until next time, keep moving forward.